Hey, it's Finn, and if you've been listening to 680 for long, you know that I'm a big fan of Audi Atlanta. That's where I got my Audi Q8 e-tron, which I absolutely love. And it's the only dealership I would recommend to my friends and my family. And here's why. For one, Audi Atlanta has a great selection of luxury vehicles. They helped me find the exact SUV I was looking for, and the purchase was super easy. A fully transparent experience catered to me. The same experience they provide all their customers And here's one more reason that makes Audi Atlanta so special. During the month of April, Audi Atlanta will make a donation to Enduring Hearts for every vehicle sold. Thanks to the efforts of Enduring Hearts, children with heart transplants are living longer and healthier lives. Get the Audi you've always wanted while supporting a great cause. To learn more about Enduring Hearts and to view our current specials, visit AudiAtlanta.com. To start or complete your entire purchase online or shop Audi Atlanta in person like I did on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Together, we have the power to make positive changes that could last a lifetime. It's the Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. I really am rugged with him. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. Big match coming up. I'm going to be needing a caddy. What am I going to do? Why don't you try him a little left? And why don't you try backing up? Give me just a little room. Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the ball, right? Moving my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm pronating. When you're not super, you're not super late. Late. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing feels like a unfolding lawn chair. Step right up, folks. See if you can outdrive the amazing golf ball uh, whacker guy. Help me keep my head down. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me from those double bogey blues. Gunga, galunga. We welcome you to the program. Happy Sunday morning to you. It's the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. My name is Brian Katrick. I'm not in Atlanta. I'm down here at the Great American Race, Daytona 500, green flag waves at, uh, well, coverage starts at 230 Eastern time today. Back at our studios in Atlanta at the Battery, Chris Mascaro, the host of the Next on the T podcast. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, BK. Uh, I, I can tell looking across the room on the app that there's J.R. Ross from Team Ross Golf. Good morning, morning J.R. Patrick, how are things down <laughs> in Daytona? Just a just a, quite a moment for a second, Chris. You're a you're a radio veteran. <laughs> Uh, JR's a JR's a PGA professional. He he has a whole Rumor different business. It. He is fabulous at it. Um, we had Mike Paul for years and years sitting in that very chair. The ex- the the former executive director of the Georgia PGA, a wonderful <laughs> individual, professional in his own right, tremendous at his job, just like JR. Neither one of them could remember to turn the microphone on. <laughs> Here's a guy. I'm on. I'm on. Yeah. I was on. I may have turned you on back here, but it's all good. Uh, yeah, it wasn't me. I was nobody, on, baby. Nobody tell him. Uh, no, I was on. Fire, Jr. Ross. 
So there was the there was the dilemma, Cullen, Cullen Madden, and Adam Crooks on the other side of the glass, trying to figure out whether Jr. is going to turn his mic on. In which case, if you push the button, he's going to turn it off. Yeah, I heard a couple words being said. I heard a couple words being said that were coming through Chris's mic across the room, and I was like, "Oh, it's going to turn mic six on." Nice, nice save. And that was always the dilemma with Mike. I thought it was on. Is he going to turn it on, or are we going to have to? He never really knew. And poor Derek, you know, it was because I would turn mine on. Chris is going to turn his on. Uh, So we just, we never really know. It's something we should have gone over in practice. That's true. That's true. It's it's tough for Jr. I mean, he's a Browns fan. He's got he's got issues from the get go. I noticed then- you got the Steelers jacket over here in my face today. I mean, come on, for man. Sure. Come on, man. You can follow along on the six eighty the fan oh. app. Does that app also include what happens in the control room? Can we see Cullen Madden and Adam Crooks? We indeed can. Oh my! Oh goodness. my goodness! Wow! This this is going to be my new We're- favorite reality show. <laughs> That's true. Can you see me down here at the Quality Inn, a little north of Daytona International <laughs> Speedway? No. We, we, no, we can't. can't. Uh, right. oh, I don't know. We, we got to get a webcam <laughs> on the laptop or something. Come on. What's fair is fair. You should at least uh, FaceTime us. Right? Rory didn't see it. Rory didn't see it. You didn't know I was on by my bike. Exactly. <laughs> see? You just can't. What, what are you going to do? Uh, Rory's in action this week. What a week it has been from uh, from Riviera Golf Club and the Genesis Invitational. This is the third of the designated events. What it means is that there's a $20 million purse and they're all showing up. Uh, and they're all showing up. John Rahm leads by three over Max Homa. Tiger's playing. Chris, I don't even know where you want to start. Rory's playing. JT's playing. I mean, they're, they're all there. What, what caught your attention the most so far this week? Well, I mean, everyone obviously is talking about Tiger and, and how he's playing and that sort of thing. So that's the thing that's going to leap off the leaderboard first and foremost. But I, I tell you, John Rahm, the run that this guy is on, Pair of 65s and a 68 so far, a, a whole bushel full of wins already, and he's got a three-stroke lead going into the final round. I mean, the guy is just unbelievably on fire. And like we were talking pre-show, I mean, Max Homa, three strokes back. I think Max has a, has a prayer. But outside of that, I don't think anyone is catching John Rahm. And I'm not sure how far this run is going to go because I don't see any slowdown in the guy or any weaknesses in his game. Unless some injury happens, this guy could be on an unprecedented run this year. Or, or I don't see a huge name, maybe Scotty Scheffler or someone of that caliber that could come up and challenge him week in and week out. Rory, of course, but, you know, it's, I think you're right. Chris. Someone's got to get on a yeah, heater yeah, if they're going to catch him. Yeah. 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 Scheffler stared him down last week in Phoenix. Rom is getting the better of the group this week in L.A. It's just a wonderful series of tournaments right now. Uh, there is this other guy that's generating headlines. Uh, he used to get on benders and heaters like this and just beat everybody all the time. Still looks like he can. Certain Tiger Woods had a rough Friday, but backed into making the cut. Went and shot 67 yesterday. He's three under par. He's not going to win the tournament. But uh, what have you guys thought of Tiger Woods? So when you look at Tiger, the, the thing that, that has jumped out to me about what is different about him this year, I mean, I think the limp is a little less pronounced. But his putting is so much better. I think last year when we saw him, when we only had a, a quick glimpse of him, the putter was not, just wasn't going well. And we know as, as guys tend to age, what goes first is the putting. 
but he is he is putting the ball so well. I mean, yesterday number two in shots gained putting. I mean, the guy is just putting the lights out right now, and and that's what t- to me said. I mean, he's he's losing shots around the green, but the putting is going to save him. I mean, look, it, it can't save you forever, but when you're when you're not chipping it well, you got to putt it well. And I and from what I've seen, I think he's putting as as well as he ever has. Well, that's a stark turnaround, Jr. from from Friday. Friday, uh, Chris, you must have been running errands, which is fine. You're allowed to. You exactly. Well, you know, you know, next you know, on the T podcast, every week. You know, my perspective on the whole thing with him is this: I think, and I think he really showed it. You know, look how long it's been since he's played competitive golf at any, you know, any kind of clip. And I personally think if he could practice, which he's not going to be able to work the way he used to work. If that was capable with his health, I think Tiger could play as well as he's played. I mean, I, I think he's that. I still think he has that much game. Well, I mean, that's I, I'm with you on that, Jr. So So for Tiger, putting was good Thursday, bad Friday, really good yesterday. Right. And he's at three under. The limp is almost non-existent. Uh, you see it at the end of the round. That's also coincidentally when he goes up that hill. Right. Uh, Riviera's clubhouse is right on top of a hill. Uh, so you play down the hill at one, you come back up the hill at nine, you play down the hill at 10, you come back up the hill at, at 18. Uh, the whole rest of the golf course is down in this flat little area. Now there's some, some, a couple of barrancas and whatnot, but it's generally flat. That's actually why George Thomas put the course down there. Nobody else wanted that land. It's part of the story. So uh, not the tough walk that some of the other places are. That could be one of the reasons why. He chose to make this decision, which surprised me when he decided to play. Uh, but the fact that he's clearly got the plantar fasciitis under control uh, is a good sign for me for two reasons. Uh, a, if you've ever had it, that sucks a lot. Uh, B, one of the things we heard early with his right ankle was potential of circulatory issues. All right, think Casey Martin. Right. right, Casey. You know, Casey Martin. What what happened with his leg was that he had no circulation, so it wouldn't heal, and it wouldn't grow, and the muscles wouldn't develop. Well, he's got a leg that needs to heal, and if he got circulatory issues, it wasn't going to heal. Well, if you can heal plantar fasciitis, and you can get up and walk around, and and the ankle's getting better. I mean, we're now two years away from the from the car wreck. He's two years, right. so so it's healing. It may not be healing as fast as he wants, or any of his fans want. But it's healing, and I think that's a good sign. He outdrove Justin Thomas and, and Rory McIlroy the whole time, for the first two days. He outdrove yes. the other two, the two guys he was playing with yesterday on every single hole. The guy's forty-seven. Yeah. What right. You, what? Yeah. Average driving distance three hundred eight. Longest drive of the week for him three sixty-four. And ball speed is is it's just as good up. as yeah than it as, as it ever crazy. has. I mean, it's it's crazy for what he's generating, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I and look. We all know that he's one of the greatest of all time. And if if anything is going to happen, it's going to have to be about that leg. If not, when you're generating that kind of speed and you're in that kind of shape and you've got the kind of game that Tiger's had, I mean, there's there's no reason that he's not going to make cuts and be in the mix. Do I think he's going to win again? No. Do I think he's going to win a major? No. No. No, I'll, no, I, I, I'll no. reach across Come and on. I'll reach across and slap no. him. No, BK, I'll reach across and slap him right now. No. Guys, it's mean, not right. <laughs> Guys, Chris Mascaro, next on the T podcast. It's been awesome having you. Really, thanks for coming in. We fired Chris. <laughs> Gone. No. Out. out.
No. Go to, go to no. the righty. No. I'd be expecting a lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this smells like a wager to me is what that should smell like. religious. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, he's going to win again. He is tied with Sam Snead for the all-time wins record. I think that's very important with him. He may not get to Jack's uh, record of 18 professional majors. Uh, it may not. You know, it's starting to look a little bit. It's, it's 50-50. <laughs> Chris, Chris has it at 0-100. That's right. Yeah. There's, yeah. No. Uh, but. This a healthy tiger could beat these guys, and if if you watched his career, which I know you guys did, when he was out there, his stuff he's just better than them. Uh, so how healthy does he have to be? And he just showed it to us. For those, it was it became it became the scene from Coming to America. This was the the barbershop scene. You know, some some guy always got to bring up Rocky Marciano. You know, that's, that's what we were becoming talking about Tiger Woods until 2019. He wasn't even healthy in 2019, and he beat him at the Masters. So his best stuff is still better than their best stuff. Uh, he doesn't even have to get to his best stuff. Uh, Chris, we'll I, just, so, so I want to hold on. I, I, I want to interject one thing here, ahead. if I may. And he could beat Rocky Marciano. (laughs) (laughs) Chris, Chris, I I think if he went out today, shot 67, 68, would maybe your opinion change that he could win again? No. Because, see, to me personally, I think today's the the biggest day for him because it's the fourth day. He's been on it. If he can go out and shoot 67, 8, 9 today, I think that's a telltale sign that, you know what, he's going to win again. So – so let's 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 play that out, right? Okay. So he goes out and shoots sixty-seven, eight, nine. Okay, right? Mm-hmm. He's well, that's 12. way too much. That's like hundred and thirty-five. <laughs> but that's he's well. Yeah, right, right. That's good lord. Right. That's a terrible day. I know exactly. That's a that's a that's, that's a, three that's bad, a bad nines. That's, that's, that's that terrible. is three that's bad nines. Terrible. Okay, so fin- finish your point. So, sorry, so, Chris. Let's, so let's say he shoots sixty-seven. Okay, you got to remember. He's 12 strokes back, tied for 26. Yeah. Guess what? John Rahm isn't going to go shoot 92 today. Oh, he's not winning today. No, he's not winning no. today. Okay. And, he's, right, so. and, he's, and he's not going to be good enough to win next week and or here's at my the Masters counter, well, or anywhere else. And here's my counterpoint to your point. Okay. You're, you're right. But if he goes out and shoots 67 or 8 today, let's see where he's finished. Let's see where that finishes him in the tournament. I guarantee he's better than T26. If he shoots T26, hang on, T26 is an abbreviation. That's right. (laughs) I knew he's got that Steeler code. I knew he didn't understand that, BK. But anyway, if he finishes in the top 12. It wasn't just him. I was going to stop you, too. T26 is an abbreviation. Isn't that a gate abbreviation? I thought you you all knew what that meant. But anyway, I I thought thought that's what you all understood. You're supposed to know what it means, and you're supposed to say it. It's an abbreviation. (laughs) I, I knew what it meant. That's why I said it. My point being is, if he finishes in the top ten, I don't think it matters how many finishes behind Rom, because you know what, second place could be six shots behind Rom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's the deal: Tiger is. This isn't even about what he shoots today. This is about how well he gets up that hill at 18 today, and how good does he feel tomorrow? Correct. That's right. what this is about. Correct. And right now, all signs point to he's probably going to play at least once during the Florida swing. Whether that start comes at Bay Hill or the players, I don't know. Players actually, TPC Sawgrass, actually an easier walk than Bay Hill. 
Right. Of course, he's won, I think, eight times, seven right. or eight times. You at would Bay think Hill. he'd be there. <laughs> Uh, but the timing of it may – the players is two weeks before the Masters, so he may like that better. He's not going to get in the match play where he's won three or no. four times. Uh, and the Austin Country Club's not an easy walk, but that's not even going to matter. He's not going to get there because that's world golf ranking points. This is a – this look, they did, they did practice and testing and all kinds of things at Daytona these last couple of weeks. That's what this is. He wants to see can he run – can he run good speeds? You know, is his good is his good stuff good enough? And then how does it feel the next day? That's the big deal, and we're not going to know. We're not going to know how he feels tomorrow until he commits to Bay Hill. But I mean, right now you want to go compre- incredibly optimistic. There's no reason to think he's not going to play Bay Hill and the players, and then the Masters. And you know, if you're that healthy. I mean, he's going to win. He might win before the month is over with. What are you talking about, Chris? Come on, that's right, BK. I'll no. reach across and slap no. him. No, no, don't. No, no physical contact. Unless, <laughs> unless it's available on the 680 The Fan app, in which case people can watch it, and that's probably good. And that's good radio. Yeah, Brought to you by Beaver good. Toyota of coming. Brought to you by Beaver Toyota of the app coming. Is. That is, uh, that is well done. That, that Co- is well Colin done. Madden. Uh, speaking of uh, of promotions, Thursday, I'm, I'm available for this. Thursday, don't miss Chuck and Chernoff and 680 The Fan at the PGA Tour Superstore in Kennesaw. It is your first chance to sink a putt and get qualified for the putt for a Porsche. It's a 2023 Porsche Macon. Macon, sorry. It's on two lines. <laughs> uh, and it's from Hennessy Porsche in North Atlanta. Uh, the finalists will receive, uh, the, the person that's going to get to do this, a Breitling Avenger automatic 43-millimeter uh, stainless steel watch from Brown & Company Jewelers, regardless of the outcome. So even if you miss, you get the watch. But if you make it, you get the Porsche. All 16 grand prize qualifiers receive a Mizuno M-Craft putter. That's $300 worth. And a PGA Tour Superstore gift card. Your first chance to qualify to putt for a Porsche is Thursday. This Thursday, the 23rd, 2 to 6 p.m., the PGA Tour Superstore in Kennesaw, 2911 George Busby Parkway. It's right across the street from Fifth Third Bank Stadium where the Kennesaw State Owls play. Adam Crooks is the voice of the Owls. Putt for a Porsche <laughs> is brought to you by the PGA Tour Superstore, Hennessy Porsche North Atlanta, Brown & Company Jewelers, and Mizuno. For more information and official rules, visit 680thefan.com. I'm going. Are we eligible? Yeah, Am I eligible? Yeah, really. I was just going to say, can we get in on yes. that? <clears throat> JR, you're a pro. I should, Are pros eligible? I don't know. I have to look it up. Look in the fine print. I'll take my wife. She's... She's the putt-putt champion anyway. So She is. She, yeah, she is. You know I've that. I've seen that. Yes, yeah. I've seen that. Uh, Chris, you've got to be eligible. Right? right? I, I, I hope so. Yeah. Adam's got to be eligible. I, I don't know about Cullen. I would hope I'm eligible. I mean, yeah, it's I a mean, free watch. It's a free <laughs> watch. He says that's, so the, the person that putts for the actual Porsche is going to get the watch, make or miss. You could swing and miss at the putt for the Porsche. And you still get the watch from Brown and Company Jewelers, so that's pretty cool. Yes. Um, all right. One other note on Tiger before we uh, before we step aside. Uh, did you notice one of the reasons why he's hitting it so far? New ball. Jr. Jr. You're an instructor. That's right, Chris. New, New golf ball. ball. Tiger switched from the uh, Bridgestone Tour BXS, which is manufactured right over here in Covington, Georgia, uh, to the Bridgestone Tour BX, which is manufactured right over here in Covington, Georgia. Uh, he's playing my golf ball now. 
And don't think I didn't mention that to him when I saw him in December. (laughs) (laughs) This guy can roll his rock. Have you experienced the same length change there, BK? Well, I never played his ball because it didn't go far enough. <laughs> so uh, every once in a while, I'll play. I, I would try his. His spins a lot, right? And uh, Jr., you're an instructor. He's got right leg issues, so he's almost stacking tilting right now. He he's is. preloading a lot of weight. And what happens to your spin rate if you over if you preload that left hand <laughs> side? You know what? It, it's going. It's spinning. <laughs> yeah. It's so his ball, which spun a lot, it's spinning a lot, yeah. is all of a sudden spinning too much. So he needed a ball that was spinning less. Right. And uh, look at what's happening. You get that dialed in. You get you go go get ball fitted. You get the right ball for you, and you can hit it as far as Tiger, maybe. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I mean, he has a lot of clubs, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> he probably hit it as far as he hits that putter. <laughs> I think I can match him length for length on putter. I think you can. (laughs) So if you want to play that ball, uh, check it out. They have it at the PGA Tour Superstore. Uh, There's also several of them uh, across the street from number one at Dogwood in that guy's front yard. You you have not hit it. You've never hit it across the street on number one at Dogwood. Come on. (laughs) Not when you watch, but I do it it at least twice a week with the boys. (laughs) Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, because I'm standing there trying to hit a draw, and I don't right. play a draw. Right. And it usually takes me that swing to remind me of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. I don't play a draw. All right, I'm hitting. I'm going to hit. That was a two. This is a three. <laughs> and then hit it up the left and cut it in the fairway like I was supposed to do. Well, I'm going to go I'm gonna go ball shopping this afternoon there on Flint Hill Road. <laughs> oh, they're over there. There also might be a Titleist or two. Okay. Oh, I'm sure there's more than one or two of mine over there. Yeah. There's a couple in the pond at 15 also. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Uh, interesting week off the course. We're, uh, we're talking about live golf when we come back, which means it's off the course. They don't seem to make headlines on the course, but they had them off the course. It's been busy also later on in the program. If you've seen the, the Netflix show, Full Swing, we're going to talk about that because we have. We did our homework. We watched Lots of episodes. It's the Golf Show on the Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Do I think he's going to win again? No. Do I think he's going to win a major? No. 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 I'll, no. I, I, I'll, no. Reach, across and sl- I'll no. reach across and slap no. him. No. BK, I'll reach across and slap him right now. Wow. Oh, guys. That's not right. And now it's time for Who's Driving? Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the T for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. Well, there's a lot of reasons to love Victor Hobland. But one of them is going to happen later today when he gets to the par 4 15th at Riviera. Uh, he is not playing down the 15th fairway. Old school George Thomas golf course, tees and greens next to each other, a lot of fairways parallel to each other. Well, he noticed that there's a little gap. 15 is uh, is almost 500 yards, but out there in the landing area, it's very narrow. It's only 30 feet wide, 30 yards wide, whatever, maybe even less than 30 yards wide at the 300 yard mark. And there's a very penal bunker down the right hand side. He doesn't want to be in there. So what he did is he decided to look. Over to the right-hand side, there's the 17th fairway, and he's been playing it down the 17th fairway. At 300 yards, the landing area there is about 60 yards wide. Now, you got some trees in the way that he can play around or over. 
The approach shot is not really any shorter. It's just that it can come from the grass. Uh, So he did it last year. Guys were doing it last year. This year, the PGA Tour put a scoreboard up to keep keep the balls away from going from 15 tee down to 17th fairway. Because you're driving right into the players at 17, by the way. You can hit them right in the face. (laughs) But Hovland's still going over the scoreboard. So he's done it three times. How's it gone? Three bogeys. And he's probably going to do it again today. So that's Who's Driving, brought to you by Ray Judice. Those folks that may get hit by one of Hovland's drives may call Ray Judice. I don't mind the strategy, JR, but... uh, but it's he's made he's three <laughs> over on that. Yeah, yeah, it, ain't, it ain't working. <laughs> let's, let's, yeah, let's try something different. <laughs> yeah. So I hear they're um, going to put up some trees next year to, to really block that off. He would it like he takes, would like that. It takes away yeah. his option. Right. It only takes one. Yeah. You right. only need one tree. And, you know that's this. I thought the scoreboard was actually pretty well placed. The problem is. They hit it so high; it's not right, a massive right. scoreboard. It, you know, he just hits it right over. The it. scoreboard <laughs> says one thing, but I just got told I lost. <laughs> oh. uh, so, so there you go. All right, let's try to go in chronological order here with uh, with the week the week that Live Golf has had. Uh, it started off with with a, a swing and a half of bad news. First of all, the first thing by uh, by ours because I guess it came out. The night before, but the stories came out the morning of uh, the uh, the judge in the lawsuit. This has been okay. The, Liv is suing the tour for uh, you know bad business practices. Uh, mono- you know, monopoly. Their monopoly. Yep. There you go. Thank you for that, Chris. Uh, so, and the tour has then been countersuing, or the, there is a countersuit saying that you tampered with our business practices. You had guys out there recruiting that you knew violated our policies. I, I don't know that there's going to be much to either of those lawsuits, but the threats of the lawsuits have then caused, okay, well, we want to talk to this person. We got to open up your books. Uh, I think we've, I think everybody understands all that. Well, the folks from the, the live side, Saudi Arabia's public investment fund were claiming that they can't be called as witnesses. They can't be deposed because of diplomatic immunity. So in this case, you can open up any email that the PGA tour has ever sent you know, PJ Tour is not interested in opening their books up and letting everybody see everything they're doing, and neither is the Public Investment Fund. Uh, but you, you could open up the tours, but you couldn't open up theirs. Well, the judge says no. No diplomatic immunity. If you guys are going to move forward with this lawsuit, then, uh, then these requests to see what it is these folks have been saying are, are definitely reasonable. Diplomatic immunity will not apply because this is business reasons. Uh, Chris, there is a thought that this is the end of that lawsuit. Yeah, as it should be. Yeah, that this is it. They're going to drop it rather than open up their books. Yeah, 100%. And and as it should be. I mean, these guys are just suing each other just for the sake of suing it. Yeah, this is nothing to do with the golf. Yeah, exactly nothing. So the the idea of sovereign immunity when you're trying to do business and hold golf tournaments within the United States— you got to open it up. I mean, you can't you can't just you know put a wall up and say hey, we're not going to do anything. You, you can't see what we're doing, even though we're doing business in your country. It just doesn't work that way. And to me, these were both frivolous lawsuits. Some you're going to sue me, then I'm going to sue you back, th- and all that sort oh, of stuff. Yeah. I, I do. I oh, agree yeah. with you. I think they drop it. Well, and I think yeah, and I, I agree. I think live. I think live got a lot of a lot of PR out of it though, and I think they knew that where it was going to head. But they like the fact that it's got them on the news. You know, no no <laughs> news is not good for them. Bad news doesn't matter. People want to hear it. 
Yeah, and if you're right, then they've gotten plenty. They did. Because they did. They, they got, they've gotten more than the action on the golf course has dictated, that's for sure. And that's what they looked for because they weren't getting yeah. it on the golf course. Yeah. Well, the next story, which came out just a little bit later on the same day, was that the world their their event their first event of the season is next week and they're playing at Mayacoba in Mexico. They stole a golf course that the PGA Tour had been playing on for years. Now it's a Greg Norman design, but still, uh, real everybody loved the Mayacoba Resort. If you get a chance to go play it, go play it. You're going to love it. Uh, so so they're going to play it. And that's going to be their first event. And they, I guess, thought they were going to get world golf ranking points for it. I'm not sure what, what made them think that. Yeah, how, how can that happen? Right. But the official world golf rankings have gone ahead and announced, no, there will be no points for next week's event in Mayakoba. They didn't say that means no points ever, but they did say no points for next week. And the story outlines what, what we told you months ago, but... I think that put this in the front of a lot of people's minds. Uh, the official World Golf Rankings board, they're, they're down to five votes now. There were a total of eight on the board. You had you had the PGA Tour and the European Tour, and then there was another board member that had ties to the European Tour. They had votes. Well, clearly they were going to vote no. Mm-hmm. Well, they recused themselves, so there's there's three of the eight that just aren't going to vote. The other five votes on the board are... One vote from Augusta National, one vote from the PGA of America, one vote from the USGA, one vote from the RNA, and one vote from Peter Dawson, who is the chairman of the World Golf Rankings, who used to run the RNA. Uh, that doesn't seem like a friendly panel there, Chris. <laughs> no. I don't, I'm not sure they're going to get one vote, let alone the three that you would need if they're doing it that yeah, way. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem like they're going to get anybody to side with them. So that's where it's sort of all going to then go over to, are these guys going to be playing a lot on the Asian tour to try to get world golf ranking points, or, or did they win the lawsuit with the uh, DP World Tour and get the opportunity to play on that tour? So. That seems to be the only way these guys are going to get any ranking points. Yeah, and that, that's kind of a deal breaker there, Jr. Because now all of a sudden, you're having to play 14 right. in order to satisfy your contractual requirement. The majors are four more for 18. Mm-hmm. By the way, all of those dates are set. And then, if you're going to want to get some more points, you're going to have to play some events on top of those 18. And not only are you going to have to play. But Dustin's going to have to convince Brooks to right. go play right. and Patrick to go play and Cam to go play. Hey, I need you all in Asia next week. Right. And what happens when Cam Smith says, I've got a wedding to go to, mate. I can't make it. Well, that makes the field take a huge world golf ranking hit. And now you're getting on a plane and flying 18 hours for nothing. And that's part of the reason why a lot of these guys said they went to do that because they didn't have to have the the time constraints to do that. Now you're putting it on. Yeah, you're, you're kind of putting it. I'm putting it on them where it's going to hurt them. And, uh, yeah. You got to play more than less, right? I mean, <laughs> correct. We all and saw travel, Johnson, travel more. Right. And farther. We've heard those guys say part of the reason why they went over there is because they wanted right. to play less. We, and I know we're going to talk about this in a minute. But we saw that in, in, the, in the Netflix series with DJ saying, why wouldn't I do it? I get to, I get to play less and make more money. Well, now, and not unless, you know, if you, if you don't care, and maybe DJ doesn't, but if you don't care – about where you are in the world golf rankings, then then fine. But if you do care and you want to be able to continue to play in the majors because you're ranked within the top 50, 
Boy, now now you now you're gonna have to play even more than you were playing before. And it hurts the younger guys too. That, like you said, DJ may not care. He's made his money. He's got his life. Some of the younger guys that are hopping over there. I know we're gonna talk about that. Those are the guys who might look at it and say, "Uh oh." Yeah, Cam Smith. Yeah. yeah. Uh oh. Well, let's look. Yeah, Cam Smith is set this year. You know, he's set now at the British Open until he's sixty. And he's set for the next five years in the majors because the other the other three majors are going to give him five years for winning that British Open. So he's good for a while. Right. Uh, Dustin Johnson is good for a while. Brooks is good for a while. Phil's still got years left on his exemption from having won the PGA Championship. He's good for a while. The name that came up, so that, that was a bad, I think, Tuesday for these folks. may have been Wednesday for the Live Golf. Actually, it must have been Thursday because we weren't on XM at that point. Uh, so bad day for them. Uh, they were also supposed to re- reveal all of their teams for next year that day. They pushed it back. This is where the news starts to turn a little better for for them because then the rumors come out that Thomas Peters is going to join them. Uh, those rumors expand to include Danny Lee and Brendan Steele. So now Danny Lee has won on the PGA Tour once. Brendan Steele has won on the PGA Tour three times. So there's four wins. Thomas Peters is a former NCAA champion. But they all have one thing in common, and that is they don't have the exemptions stacked up for these major championships. They don't have enough. You know, now, Thomas Peters is currently inside the top 50 in the world, but how long is that going to last? It'll go bye-bye. Right. Yeah. So, so the, here's guys that you're looking at a stack of money on one hand, but then you look over the other direction, and you're going to fall out of these major championship fields. Right. And that, I mean, that's going to happen. You can play your way into the British Open. You can play your way into the U.S. Open. Hey, you can go win one of those, and then you're in the rest of the majors too. But that's clearly not a guarantee. These no. guys are looking at a they're no. looking at a stack of money, which is a guarantee, and they're choosing that. That's what's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to your point, when you, when you're looking at all of these guys, and all of these guys are really barely you know, sticking inside the world golf rankings. I mean, to your point about Thomas Peters, I think he's 34th or somewhere in that area. I mean, Danny Lee's 259th. Brendan Steele's 122nd. They're not going to be getting into major tournaments. Right? There's, there's no. nothing to say that these guys are going to get in there. So you're yeah. giving that up. And that's, that's the thing, you know, the whole live Maybe thing. Maybe they looked the at it the other way, the Chris. They weren't going to get into it anyway. If they just stayed yeah. on the well, tour and, you know, but these guys aren't old. I mean, they're not old. They're, they're not. Right. Th- these guys are not at the you know in their mid forties at no. the end of their careers. No, that's the piece about live that I just don't understand on right. any level. Is you're really giving up that piece? Look, I get that Cam just won the British Open and he's good for a number right. of years now, but it, it is only five. So at the end of yeah. that, he's still a young guy that isn't going to get to get to be in any of these tournaments anymore. That right. he's going to be that's a young head shaker to me. He's going to be a young rich guy. Yeah. And that's so they look at that or, and then they look at all right 5 years from now I can still because he will have some majors I can still go I can go open qualify for the US Open and all I got to do is finish in the top 4 or whatever that is again depends on the criteria by then I'll start getting some points we'll have sorted this out legally they're they're kind of betting on the come here That's right 100%. Well, that, that's, that's a question I got or does he look at it in 5 years and say look I've made all my money I'll go back and I'll requalify to, to play on the PGA Tour. If yeah. they'll let you, right? And I mean, you're suspended I, right now. I, yeah, you, but you, I think you got to go back with your tail between your legs. Or, or do they think that they look at it and say, in five years, this tour is not going to be here anyway, so I'm taking my money now and hoping. 
I think that's exactly how they're looking at it. And to Chris's point, I don't think the PGA Tour is ever going to say no, never right to these guys but they can absolutely say here's your q school application right and <laughs> you know, i think I'll they should in november <laughs> and i think they uh, should right. yeah they can do that but they're not going to say no never uh simply because you want to be the place where the best players in the world play the the argument has always been hey you can't tell me that cam smith having him in your field is not worth something i'm not going to tell you that of course ha- having cam smith in your field is worth something it's hard for me to tell you what it's worth because i don't know what it is him playing against the rest of that field, but he's worth something. So having him in your fields is valuable. Here's your Q school application. Yeah. Right. See yeah. you in November. Come join yeah. us. <laughs> I, I, and I, yeah, and I think what you said there, BK, it, it's, it's worth something. I can't tell you what it's worth, but I don't know that many people. Look, go over to Australia and play in the Australian Masters or the Australian PG, having Cam Smith in the field, huge, Right. Cam Smith doesn't show up at the Masters, at the PGA, at the Tour Championship or whatever. Is anybody saying to themselves, well, I'd go if Cam were there, <laughs> nope. but, you know, he's not there, no. so I'm not going. No. no uh, other than his parents. No. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Just his parents. Uh, and we really liked Cam Smith. Yes. But five years from now, when Cam Smith's exemptions are up, he is going to have a stack of money. Now, one of the many questions we still have is how tall is that stack of money? If live, if if them having to give up this lawsuit because they don't want their, their guys don't want to testify, uh, they're not going to get world golf ranking points. If this is it, and they don't even make it through this season, which is becoming a very real possibility, you know, if this thing's over with by July, how much of that money did he actually get? I mean, I'll tell you what the rumor was. Well, you've already heard all the rumors. The rumor was they were getting one hundred twenty-five million dollars. Okay, that's great. That's enough for me to not care about my future. <laughs> uh, so forget about whether they're going to be driven or not. How much of that $125 million did, they, did get? they get for something that only lasted a year and a half? It's yeah. got to it be in their fine print of their contract. Yeah, are you really want to go sue yes. the Saudi Public Investment Fund? What, what court is that going to take place in? <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. that was, that was always front. the dilemma. Get it right. up front. Yeah. And so if you got $10 million up front, is that enough to live the rest of your life? Seems like it could be. You get $20 million, you're supposed to get 125 So this is what and, – and for a guy like Cam Smith, it's one discussion. For guys like Danny Lee and Brendan Steele and Thomas Peters, it's another discussion. They weren't offered 125 No. Right. But I think, I think Brendan Steele has made 10 in his PGA Tour career. If they got, if he's got another ten million right now for going, is that enough? That might be more he, than he'd win the rest of his career, though. It it definitely is. He's got three PGA Tour wins. He's gotten right. up to ten million dollars. You can't expect to get another one, another ten million. Right. I right. know everybody thinks they're one swing thought away from winning a major championship, but he's he's one swing thought about thirty yards of, of driving distance away from winning <laughs> a major championship. I'm not mad at him. He hits it farther than I am. So $10 million to him, if he's got it sitting in a black duffel bag next to him, that's awful nice. That's better than anything he was going to do on his own. No doubt. Right. And that's what it comes down to, right? I mean, and like I say, we'll we'll get into the the stuff on full swing. But that's where I think, you know, we start to understand a little bit more, at least I did, about some of these guys' decisions. One of the guys we're going to talk about is Brooks Kepka. But the same question, how much did Brooks get? How much has he gotten already? Not how much do they offer him. They could offer him the moon. 
How much of the moon did they give him already? <laughs> right. Because right. that's all you got. When they go out of business, you're not winning a lawsuit. No, it you're probably not matter. even going to find them to file a lawsuit. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter lawsuit. what your yes, it doesn't matter what your contract says. <laughs> no. What is in your pocket right now? Because that's what you have, right? And they have to know that. Yep, correct. All right, uh, we're going to talk about that uh, that show full swing. Adam Crooks has done. He's watched every episode, and he has a full report on every episode. And I cannot wait to hear that. Adam, I'll give you credit. That was uh, that's good work. This I can't is wait true. to hear this. <laughs> you know, here's a guy. <laughs> I think between between the five of us, we've seen all eight episodes. We'll uh, we'll talk about it next. It's the golf show on the fan, six eighty and ninety three seven FM. Other than his parents, Atlanta's best golf experts, right here on Atlanta's Golf Station. Now more of the golf show with Brian Katrick, brought to you by PlayTheGolfIsland.com on Atlanta's Sports Station, the Fan. And you better get over there to Hilton Head and play the golf island. The PGA Tour is going to be getting over there. A week after the Masters, they're going to play at Harbortown. They, uh, you know where they booked it? Playthegolfisland.com. That's how they did that. All right. <laughs> you know how I learned that? Chris Mascaro and J.R. Ross, I learned that by watching the new PGA Tour Netflix special called Full Swing. There you go. There you go. Yep. If you're a Netflix subscriber, all eight episodes are available for you right now. And I should, you know, I say it's a PGA Tour thing. It's not. It's not because last year they had cameras rolling behind the scenes during all this live golf stuff, and they did not take it off the table. They showed it, and to me, that was fascinating. Jr., we'll start with you. What have you seen? What did you think? Well, I've I've probably not seen as much as everyone else. I particularly. Watch the episode that featured Ian Poulter because Ian is probably one of my favorite tour players, and that's not a popular thing to say in this country. But I, I think my take on it after watching some of it with the Live Tour is I think it's the right thing for some people, uh, and we've kind of talked about that and hit on it in here earlier today. I mean, Ian Ian's done very well in his career. I think he's won over $30 million, but, I mean, at 47 years old, He's he's not going to see those paydays anymore, and he realized that. And I think for him, the the biggest hurt for him was is the Ryder Cup was so important to him, and now he's basically looking at the fact that he may never captain the Ryder Cup team. And I think that was a dream of his. So I mean, it was it was a tough decision for him. It really, to me, it brought in a, a lot of the human side of a person that a lot of people just probably really don't like. I mean, especially if you live in this country, because he's always kicked our behinds in the Ryder yeah, Cup and, guy. And, had, and had fun doing it. I mean, uh, but he's a colorful guy. You know, I was telling Chris earlier, I got to meet his father. He's a family guy. Um, so it, it brought more – it's bringing more, I think, of a persona that these people are real people like everyone else. And I think we spoke of it earlier that not it's good for the – you know, not the, 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 the biggest golf enthusiast because they see a human side – to what's out there, and I think it's great for that. Yeah, Chris, they they peel back the curtain. It's it's if you're a casual golf fan, you're gonna love this show. The the hardcore golf fans probably know all these stories, but you're still seeing things you haven't seen before. Right? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, and just to piggyback off what Jr. just said, I mean, I, I it gave me a better perspective for what these guys are going through off the course 
you talked about family with with Poulter. We get to see a lot of the family things for for Tony Finau and his priorities and trying to wrestle with you know being a a, a tour professional on out on the out on the tour by himself versus having his family there. I think what I learned a lot about Brooks Kepka and the the thing that and JR and I were talking about this coming in. I would have never guessed that a guy like Brooks Kepka would have the confidence issues and start to really question his ability to ever win again the way he is. That gave me a different perspective on where he's at in his head and why he would entertain going over to live because as a guy that's won four right. majors and was as dominant, at least within the majors, as he was over the, uh, the, that short period of time, I could not understand why you would throw that away to go over to live. Now I got an understanding of where he's at and why he would do that. To me, this gave me some better perspective for these guys, you know, away from the golf course and and why they've made the decisions that they've made and where they're at in their golf careers. Yeah, the Brooks scenes, he says – I can't beat these young players anymore. He specifically references Scotty Scheffler. He says, Scotty Scheffler shoots 63 every time he plays. I don't know if I can do that. Uh, It shows a very human sign of Brooks Kepka. Now, the thing is, it shows that human side with a camera man standing there and probably an audio guy standing there. You know, we're supposed to be uh, believe that this is some candid look into their lives. However... It's a candid look into Brooks's life. Hey, he was sitting around his kitchen table with his wife and a friend there. And it is very candid, except that there's a camera crew there. Right. And Brooks can see the camera crew there. Uh, so it seems like you, know, you could easily point at any of these lines and say, oh, well, he's just saying that. The problem is Brooks is the last guy on tour that would pander to a camera. So I don't know what to think. Right, <laughs> right. He's the last guy that would reveal something candidly about himself like that. But he's also the last one that would fake it. So I don't know what to believe. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I think everything to your point. I mean, anybody can can act. You know, we saw the the, the commercial during the, the Super Bowl. Do I really feel that way or am I just acting? Right. I mean, th- we could say that about any of these guys. I, I just don't think they would have gone into it, you know, having that sort of mindset. I think they're being genuine and I'm going to take them at face value. I'm not going to call any of them actors or liars or any of that sort of oh, stuff. He- I think they're real. He's just not a guy that would do that. Right. I, I just you don't know, see. I, agree I didn't see that. I didn't ever think I'd see the insecurities yeah, in someone like a Brooks Kepka. Right. And someone like Brooks, 100%. Yeah. 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 I never would yeah. have guessed that. Uh, by the way, you know what Jenna does or used to do? Uh, she's an actress. <laughs> <laughs> so she's coaching him up. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't. Again, think so. I just, he's just the last guy that would agree to do that. Although that scene. Seemed very contrived, you know. <laughs> just, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, Adam, I know you have a full report on every episode. Mm-hmm. Adam didn't watch it. Spoiler alert! I didn't see it. Spoiler. <laughs> I have an opinion, Rory. <laughs> I didn't see it. Um, uh, Colin Madden. How much? Uh, how much of this show have you seen? I've seen probably half the episodes. Um, my the thing that the, what I enjoyed most is Joel Dahman was just yeah. a totally different vibe than any other tour player out there. Like I definitely connected with the whole. Uh, I don't know if I'm good enough. Blah blah blah. Obviously, most people aren't to the extent that he is as far as you know self 
down on yourself, but you know, it was definitely a cool perspective to see that. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. That episode, the Joel Damon episode, it was was awesome. That's everybody's favorite episode. He and his caddy Gino Benali. Uh, Gino's a goofball. Joel's a goofball. We'll get Joel on. Chris, have you had Joel on your next on the T podcast? I have not, but I would love to do so. Which is available wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. And hopefully soon to be available in our podcast park here at 680 The Fan. I hope so. Brought to you by, uh, by, by Beaver Toyota. Of brought to you by <laughs> Beaver Toyota. <laughs> Thank you for that, Colin Madden. <laughs> um, J.R. Ross, have you ever, uh, has Team Ross Golf ever given a lesson to Joel Damon? Have not. Okay. <laughs> I have, I have not seen Golf. I, yeah, I've not seen him on my lesson team. <laughs> all, right, all right. Fair enough. Uh, well, we will get Joel on because yeah. Joel is, uh, he is utterly hilarious. Uh, there was a scene in there that, that, that just upset me, though. Uh, uh, he's coming home from the U.S. Open. Uh, and he's actually, it was either Friday's round or Saturday's round. He's in his car just driving back to wherever he's staying. This is in Boston. And they've got the cameras in there. And he is, in theory, listening to a golf talk radio show that is breaking down Joel Damon. Okay, this is a post-round U.S. Open radio show. We did that show. It wasn't us. Really? They, they had they went they faked it. No way. Yes. And wow. I was like, come on. You can't throw a guy a bone right? for crying out loud. We did two hours on Joel Damon and you've got to get some voice guy in a studio to re- you know read a couple of sentences so he can pretend to be listening to it. We were doing it. That's <laughs> terrible. That is stock down. Yeah, I didn't like that. I love that episode, but I'm not watching it. Guy again probably now. didn't yeah, like turtles it. either. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm anti-turtle. <laughs> that could have been the stance. We had to work that, that uh, one in there at some point. <laughs> yes, thank you for that. Uh, we had Chad Mum on. Chad Mum, the producer, went to the University of Georgia. Also went to Emory. I mean, he's a good. He's a good Georgia guy. He's a damn good dog. Uh, but John and I had him on, and we we busted his chops a little bit. Did you? you know? Oh yeah. Look, wait. He's got experts in there that are 25 years old. They haven't been to a major. <laughs> I, I hosted every one of them. <laughs> Chad, you know, but I had to put your microphone on. Uh, but look, he doesn't have to say it. They're pretty, and I'm not. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I get it. But you would have been on the radio even that's, then. That's right. So they still wouldn't have had that. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, very good, see- a very good show. Uh, avid golfers will learn something. Casual golfers will learn a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't wait for season two. Yep. You know, I, I I don't need it broken down the way they broke it down. You know, I I could use a little more in depth insight like to the a, actual a little, shots. A little more like Hard Knocks. Yes, yes. But is my wife going to watch Hard Knocks? Because yeah. oh, yeah. I, I don't no, know. No. Right, the casual football fan doesn't really care about hard knocks. It's only the the you know the hardcore, and you already have that. Right, the hardcore golf fan's going to watch this show no matter how they frame it. So it's kind of a win win the way they're doing it. Uh, can I uh, can I voice a controversial opinion? Here comes Adam Uh-oh. Brooks with a controversial opinion. Yes, I haven't I haven't watched the show, but I know it's the same studio that makes Drive to Survive. Yes, and my issue with that show and these shows in particular is that they like to sensationalize the content. So, like, you know, they over-dramatize things that, like, aren't really that dramatic and create these storylines that aren't necessarily true. I didn't see it. 
<laughs> yeah, they didn't get into that with this show. They didn't. They didn't quite get there. So that that could be season two, though, Adam. That's that's a good call. <laughs> I saw one of the uh, Drive to Survive experts talking about the part of the Formula One car that was designed to slow the car down, and I was like, there are zero parts on a Formula One car designed to slow the car down. <laughs> Except for the brakes. Zero. <laughs> uh, and this guy was talking about aerodynamic pieces that are designed to slow it down. I'm like, you mean downforce, Sparky? Hey, it's Finn. And if you've been listening to 680 for long, you know that I'm a big fan of Audi Atlanta. That's where I got my Audi Q8 e-tron, which I absolutely love. And it's the only dealership I would recommend to my friends and my family. And here's why. For one, Audi Atlanta has a great selection of luxury vehicles. They helped me find the exact SUV I was looking for, and the purchase was super easy. A fully transparent experience catered to me. The same experience they provide all their customers and here's one more reason that makes Audi Atlanta so special. During the month of April, Audi Atlanta will make a donation to Enduring Hearts for every vehicle sold. Thanks to the efforts of Enduring Hearts, children with heart transplants are living longer and healthier lives. Get the Audi you've always wanted while supporting a great cause. To learn more about Enduring Hearts and to view our current specials, visit AudiAtlanta.com to start or complete your entire purchase online. Or shop Audi Atlanta in person like I did on Peachtree Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Together, we have the power to make positive changes that could last a lifetime the winningest team in baseball also has the most saves and people who save the most money are winners so start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only ten dollars each these bonds earn a fixed seven percent apy and there's no fees penalties or minimum balance required and they can be redeemed whenever you like you can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. <sighs> or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at CampMargaritavilleLanierIslands.com.